Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the ETVT podcast, where you're free to build your perception from an infinite world of possibilities. I'm your host, Elijah Vargas. And today we have a very special episode. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce you to my first guest of this podcast, my man, the one and only Toby Awasiji. Say what's up, Tobes. Hey, what's up? What's up, y'all? Me and Toby met at work. We're both techs. And I was really drawn into Toby. Not like that, but I was drawn into Toby as a person. That's my boy. Because he himself is also an entrepreneur, very open-minded individual that I feel like has a really good story to share. So Toby, you know, take it away, bro. Tell, tell me where you came from. Lagos, Nigeria. I was actually born there. I um, came to the States. I actually came to the States in 97. So I spent about two years in Nigeria. Yes, sir. Nice. And, and when you came here to the States for the first time, like, what, how do you remember feeling? Like, what was your, what was your reaction throughout your childhood? I mean, I honestly can't remember how it was being in the States the first time because, you know, I was so young. But just some stuff growing up, I just felt like appreciated. I appreciated a lot of things. All right. I like that. So we're on the topic of appreciation. At what point did you end up realizing that you had the entrepreneurial mindset that you wanted to not only build your own foundation, but try to find your own path and share your creativity with the world around you? Honestly, that's a great question. I would have to say I'm a type of person that likes to see people smile, like to see people happy. And what is better than, you know, taking pictures for people, making them feel really good about themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's, I feel like that right there was what got me into wanting to start photography. Right. And while we're on that topic, for those of you who don't know, he is a photographer. And what I like about Toby's work is that he doesn't just have one specific realm of photography. He'll do weddings, he'll do solo shots, he'll do special events. I was really amazed at how well he had advertised himself, um, handing out business cards, but also making sure that he gets his work done. Very professional about it. And I just find it very interesting that you didn't have that typical, that normal American foundation. And for those of you who don't know, it's a little different when you experience things from different countries or if you have a different culture. Because especially, you know, we're in we're in Alabama. So it's not like you went to any of the of the cities where at the time throughout our childhood, it was a lot more diverse. Alabama was a lot less diverse a couple decades ago. I know I had my struggles. And when I came from a city in the States, I think that what you do is great. And I really want you to share with everyone else who may be listening to this. What's some advice that you would give to somebody? Well, first, let's start off with if somebody wants to get into photography business right now, I know these high schools around here have a lot of photography classes. There's a lot of aspiring, ambitious photographers. What's some advice that you would give to them? I got three. Number one is know what kind of theme, what kind of editing you want to do, what kind of color schemes you want to go with. Try to understand angles because angles is the biggest thing about photography. Like you can't just point and shoot and give a great picture. I mean, yeah, it might be an okay picture, but with just a little bit of angling and knowing where to position the camera and the person or the object, that's where you could see a great photo. So just understanding that, not trying to be like somebody else, be yourself. 
I know one of the biggest mistakes I tried to make was like being like somebody else when I first started, you know, try to over edit pictures and uh, making stuff look fake. Um, If you look at a lot of my modeling pictures, yes, I do retouch the skin, but like I still like that natural look. I don't like that glossy look or whatever. And a lot of people do get paid a lot of money, but that's just not my style. And um, knowing your style and knowing what fits you and what you feel comfortable with, I feel like is another advice it's just making sure you feel comfortable in doing whatever you decide to do in the photography field right man i i freaking love that one of the things that just stood out to me was you had mentioned finding your own style now let's touch on that a little bit let's dive in dive deeper into that realm because i feel like especially as an entrepreneur myself one of the biggest things that holds people back that holds people that really do have good potential as an entrepreneur is people feeling like there's not room for creativity in this world, in the business that they want to try. I feel like there's a very heavy emphasis on having a scarce mindset. I feel like our brains are developed to be that way at a very young age. I guess my question that I have for you on that one is, how did you deal with the moments that you had when you were doubting yourself? Before you realized, hey, there's room for me to be out on the market and have my customers and my support. But before you realized that, how did you deal with being in that position of, oh, I should probably try to be like everyone else because that's probably what's going to sell the most? That's a great question. Um, To go back to advice, one thing I did leave off is don't if you do go into photography, don't have money being your, you know, your thing is, oh, I'm going to make this much money. I'm going to charge people this much. Look at it as like, why? Like you really ask yourself like why are you doing this like is there like a purpose of you taking this picture and i feel like going with what you're saying man it's just like once i realized why i was doing it i tend to not care about what other people think about my artwork it's my artwork and i feel like that that's what make it unique and stuff and with it me being unique and not being afraid to go out there and ask questions if I need to, you know, seeing where people make mistakes and learn from that just so that I won't have to go through those mistakes. I feel like that's helped me through this process, you know, of my business and, you know, having my business for the past three years. And yeah, I mean, it sucks sometimes. Sometimes I've had days where I just have bad shoot. And it's not even the model fault. It, it could be anywhere from like my equipment not working to, um, you know, the weather. But I got to learn from it. Timing, you know, I've gotten good at knowing, okay, it's probably not a good idea to shoot outside at 10 o'clock in the morning when, you know, the lighting isn't going to be good. And I had to let, you know, customers know that. And I've lost a lot of customers. But like I said, once you realize what you're comfortable in, you wouldn't care. I mean, of course you care about like what makes your customer happy, but you also got to be realistic with yourself and with that customer. And I feel like that they would appreciate you more for being honest with them and not trying to like sugarcoat things or, you know, try to make it to a point where like you just do whatever to make them happy. You just got to give them a realistic goal and stuff. And I feel like they would really appreciate that. Man, I think that was absolutely phenomenal advice. 
And as simple as things like what you just said sound on the surface, I understand that when putting things like that into action, when actually taking these ideas and performing them out there in the world, be it entrepreneurship or just the industry in general, it is a very hard thing to do. Um, like we can preach this all day long, but to actually feel it and be able to find that part of yourself deep inside that is not afraid or is afraid and can bypass that fear and do it while being scared. That is, some people go their whole life and never figure that out. So I appreciate you for sharing that advice. Now, when you had mentioned having bad shoot days, well, when you opened up about doing it for you and not doing it for the money, another thing that I realized about you is that you were one of the first entrepreneurs I have met that was outside of this crazy stigma that TikTok and stuff has created where, oh, you don't want to work a nine to five. You should be sitting down making money the easy way, you know, 400K, whatever a year. And I feel like that puts in a lot of kids' heads focusing on nothing but the money. I want to ask you about this one. Because would you say that as an entrepreneur, especially one who isn't born into wealth or is what I like to call or what I've heard is called a trust fund child, would you say that supporting your dreams and your goals is actually another challenge that people should be overcoming as far as financial wise goes? Because you you bust your tail every day. And after work, which is something that a lot of people don't talk about, is working nine to five but pursue your dreams and put in that extra work after or sometimes during. It's happened to the both of us. I've had to fix my machines while on shift, which thankfully we had good managers. And you've had to leave early to take your trips down to Birmingham for a shoot or something. So what's your what's your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on working extremely hard to support yourself and then having to put that extra time in to make these dreams become a reality or to accomplish these dreams that you're already working on in your business? That's an awesome, awesome question, bro. Um... I would say, sheesh, man. I feel like if I was so concerned with the money, to me, that would be more stressful than anything. Just because me knowing where I'm at in Alabama. <laughs> Let's be realistic, y'all. People here doesn't really appreciate art like that. And so... Sometimes when I tell people my prices and stuff, they're like, oh, I thought it was only going to be like so-so amount. And I like grin and laugh and smile at them and be like, no, it's it's a lot more. Um, I don't like to be stressed out more than I'm already am. So I don't care about the money. I actually do a lot of my shoots pretty cheap. And with my artwork, I feel like it's, I could charge like triple the amount, but this is where it goes back to what I said earlier is like, I love seeing my clients happy. I love the experience of spending time with, you know, my clients and stuff. And most of my clients are like, you know, high school kids, college kids, people that just want a picture of their dog. Of course, I've had great great opportunities where I've worked with multimillionaires, uh, models and stuff like that. But I also got to be realistic with myself. Could I make this business to pop off and make it my only income? Of course I could. And that's what I'm striving to do. But at the end of the day, I also realized, yes, I do got a nine to five. That was my dream first. 
getting into IT and stuff, that was my dream first. Photography didn't become my dream until like a couple of years ago once I realized how much money my buddy was making. And I know I'm kind of contradicting myself because it's just like, whoa, you just said don't do it for the money. True. And that's where I messed up because I saw how much, much money he was making and I started my business. And, you know, the first couple months I was like, yo, why am I not making all this money? And like I said, this is where the stress came in. And I almost went into quick a couple of times. And I was almost just like, well, I guess because he lives here and I can't, I'm in Alabama. But then once I started realizing, man, do I re- should I really care about the money or should I care about the people that I'm bringing my work to? So that with people, if you help them out, they're willing to help you out. They're willing to, you know, show your work to other people and friends and family. That's how I've gotten a lot, a lot of my work. Man, that was extremely powerful. Yeah, so I greatly appreciate you for coming out here and being so open about that experience because you're right, especially when you had explained you contradicting yourself. That is something that we subconsciously do, every single one of us, even the pros, even the experts, we do that on a day-to-day basis. And in a lot of ways, you know, one of the things that I hate about social media is that people, especially us nowadays, because we're that social media generation, by habit, a lot of our contradicting things are thrown at us and used against us, be it on Facebook posts or, you know, especially if you have a business, people could call you out real quick. I mean, it happens all over the place. Thank you for sharing and making that an open thing. So one of the things that you had harped on was taking care of yourself on the topic of it not being about the money there's actually a song by sam smith it's an older one that song money on my mind is what you made me think of because he says don't get me wrong i'm not foolish Uh, he wants to keep it real but that's not exactly how the lyrics go but it was like those two sentences but you're right if you do something only for the money and it's no secret like if you study psychology or sociology that's one of the things that's one of the roots to materialism is it's true when they say that money material is not going to find you happiness But whether you're making a million dollars doing something that you hate, or if you're making a hundred thousand over time doing something that you love, at the end of the day, which person is going to be happier, which person is going to have a better impact, and which person is going to live longer. I'm glad that you came on the show and emphasized that because the way it's brought up from your perspective and your personal experience is a way that I could never share doing this solo. So thank you for sharing that with these people, older and younger generation. Another question I want to ask you is you had mentioned taking care of yourself. So for Toby, what does what does self-care look like when you find yourself having that week or that day or that shoot that's almost like, damn, how am I going to recover from this? You know that you have to have a self-care day. That's very important because we're, we're both veterans. And I feel like we came up in the beginning with our experiences thinking that working harder is working smarter. Or you have bodybuilders, you know, the whole gym culture on the marketing side is the idea of no breaks off as much less sleep as possible, X, Y, Z, when in all reality, taking care of yourself, which is something that's not shown on camera, is the most important thing that you can do, not only for your physical and mental person, but for your process as well. You you actually grow a lot more when you know how to take care of yourself and take your breaks, because recovery at the end of the day is what gets results than you do if you're forcefully trying to fight your body and your mind to do things at a very high tense level. So with all that being said, I'm going to go back to that question. What does self-care look like for you? Every time before a photo shoot, I always say a prayer. 
I always say a prayer. I always breathe and always make sure I drink a whole bottle of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'll do that, but I always make sure I have a water bottle and not drink it right before. I also you know, stretch, get my legs ready because like a lot of my photo shoots, it's a lot of walking and I got bad legs. So I have to stretch a lot. So that too. But uh, let me go back to the prayer part. Uh, you know, my parents always taught me growing up that prayer is the key. Right. And I truly believe that I wouldn't be where I'm at without, you know, the use of prayer. So every, before every photo shoot, you know, I pray that, okay, God, I want this to go really well. If, you know, something does goes wrong, help me figure out another plan to where like I can still make something happen. And if not, hope, I pray that, you know, you let the client understand like it was not in my control what happened. But, you know, every time I would do that, it seems like, you know, everything's been going swell and, you know, good. That's amazing, Toby. Because I think it's very important for people to know that self-care is different for everybody. If you look at self-care from a lot of the um, a lot of the career coaches or a lot of the psychologists on social media, because I follow a lot of them, some of them will do things at a very high level, such as waterbeds, or they will have a monthly payment for this company that does uh, different types of therapies. But I really do want people to understand that self-care can be modified to fit them, be it prayer, be it a day where you eat junk food, be it a day where you just read or sit in silence, or maybe you're a very extroverted person and a day of self-care to you is no work and hanging out with family, be it your kids, your brother, your mother, whatever. Uh, so I, I appreciate you for sharing that. So moving on, I, I want to know a little bit more about your business now. What are some of your most proud accomplishments that you have had so far? Be it if it was the best clients, you had mentioned maybe a couple of millionaires. What's some work that you sit down sometimes and think, damn, I did that. Woo. Man, man, man. You may call me crazy, but there's one picture I took and I wasn't even paid to take it. I just, you know, I was in the mission trip and I was in Ecuador and I had this one picture. I took a one one picture of this guy from Ecuador and he was like the first, the very first Christian in that village. And he was like, I want to say late eighties, early nineties. And the picture I took of that man, it was just so beautiful. Like you could see every single thing. Like you could feel the picture. Like if you saw the picture I took, you could see the pain, the struggles, wow. you know, everything that man went through. And I feel like that was like, honestly, my favorite picture. Yeah, like I said, I didn't get paid for it, but it was just that moment of capturing that picture, that look he had, knowing the, you know, history, you know, knowing that he was, he is the first Christian from the village that he was at. And it was a small little village. I wish I could remember the name. But yeah, that's probably my favorite moment that, you know, I ever captured. I am absolutely humbled. The fact that one of your favorite pieces of work shows spirit, shows faith, shows struggle and pain. That says a lot, not just about your business, but the type of person that you really are. 
And I have one more question before we close out. My main question for you is, since we had emphasized so many things at once, if you could go back to younger Toby, what is some advice that you would give yourself knowing everything that you know now? Wow. Um, definitely listen to my parents a lot more than I did. I'll tell my younger self that for sure, because, you know, growing up, man, you know, everybody used to make fun of the, you know, African parents, you know, African parents are always strict. They're always about your education and whoop de whoop. I was a bad kid growing up. I'm surprised my parents didn't even kick me out. <laughs> but like I said, you know, the power of prayer is what, you know, got me to the point and, you know, no, I just feel like that definitely I should have back then. Yeah, I should have listened to my parents more. That's definitely number one. Number two is not to be afraid of who I'm actually am, not to try to be like somebody else. I, should, yes. uh, I feel like especially with, you know, me being going from like a all pretty much an all African-American school. Yeah to uh, all Caucasian school, pretty much predominantly, you know, Caucasian school. Um, you know, I felt like sometimes I had to be like the crowd. And if I was to give advice to myself when I was younger, I would it'd definitely be just be yourself. And the true real friends that you want would actually appreciate you being yourself and you not being fake. Thank you. Thank you. That was wonderful advice. I think that advice could be applied to just about anybody because those lessons that you talk about that you have learned, um, for people like us, we learn those things at a certain point in our lives. And when you learn these things, it's almost like you feel different from everybody else. And you can tell that a lot of this world, especially in, in the industry, like, you know, where we work, it's a lot of the same crowd. And it almost feels like we never left high school. It just feels like we changed. Sometimes I like to call a lot of the things we do, like being in the military or when we're at work, I call a lot of it high school on steroids <laughs> because you you realize that a lot of people haven't really learned those lessons. So what I want is for people to not only hear the words that you have preached, because they were really good words, but also figure out how you can apply them, you know, and how you apply them is going to be different for everybody. But it never hurts to do what we did and come out here and get to learn from each other's perspective, get to learn from each other's advice and experiences. Because at the end of the day, I may not be a photographer. A lot of my listeners may not be photographers or even want to be photographers, but there's absolutely amazing lessons that you can get out of what you have shared. And I think that that is the root to self-growth and lifelong learning and accomplishing that success. That's a very important trait for everybody to have is to be able to learn no matter what environment they are in. Thank you so much for being on this episode, Toby. I greatly appreciate it. Now, the very last thing I want to know is, Toby, where can people find you? Like, I know I really, really want to see that favorite picture from the man in the village that you was talking about and for anybody that's intrigued or anybody that is just curious honestly what what's going on in, in toby's world i know you got a business card but this is a podcast so we can 
Go ahead. Share with your social media information. Yes. Uh, my photography page is my first name, T-O-B-I underscore. My last name, A-W-O-S-I-J-I. If you want to follow my, you know, my personal page, it's T-O-B-I period. I was C-G, A-W-O-S-I-J-I. And I'm also on Facebook, uh, just, you know, my name. And I'm also on TikTok. Now, with my TikTok, I do have uh, a lot of, you know, funny videos of, you know, me just being me and being goofy and stuff. And I also have, like, some of my work. So you could be able to see some of that. But for the people that does want to see that picture that I was talking about earlier, it's on my personal pages on both Instagram and on Facebook. Amazing. And for those that don't do too good with spelling and listening, I will definitely have the information in the bio of this podcast episode. So ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the ninth episode of the ETVT podcast. Thank you again, Toby. Ah, ah, hold on a second. Before I go, please, Toby, share with them how to pronounce your name. Because what I didn't tell them was that Toby Awasiji is not your full name. And I, I love this. We did this all the time to our customers at work. So go ahead. Take it away, Toby. Yes, uh, Uluwatobi, Pelamio, Aladele, Akon, Sunday Prince, I was CG. My favorite part of that whole name is the Prince part. So I'd be like, yo, Prince Toby, let's go help this customer real quick. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that officially concludes this ninth episode. I hope y'all enjoyed. I look forward to many, many more. ETVT out. <laughs>